Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Manic Candace podcast. Woo! Today we're going to talk about manic symptoms. It's the continuation of the half regularly scheduled content versus the other half of the month being topics specifically surrounding mental health. So today we're going to talk about manic symptoms and how they manifest themselves in me. If you're new here, I have bipolar disorder. So before we get into the episode, please visit patreon.com slash podcast and please pledge a dollar. It goes towards supporting the podcast, all the snacks, the monthly fees of hosting the podcast online on our platforms of Spotify and Apple Music and rss.com. Also, don't have any sponsors at the moment, so... It also just shows just shows your support. So anything, any dollar amount counts, but I'm only looking for like dollar pledges. That's the least we could do. My website launched and you can show your support there by in buying a print. I have five designs, MDMA, MDMAQ.com. Also follow me on Instagram at MDMAQ. Now that that's out of the way, Manic symptoms and bipolar. So, like, bipolar disorder, we had a whole episode on the first. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't already before you listen to this one. Because it'll just make a lot more sense. One manic symptom of mine and of a lot of people, but this is the one that tells me that a mania is coming is my lack of sleep and my I don't care for sleep meaning like if someone tells me hey girl maybe you should go to bed I'm like ah nah there's no more need for sleep there is just there's just no need for it like I don't know any other way to like rephrase it but there's no need for sleep when you're manic. Um, what is sleep? You know? Seriously, what is it? So, whenever I'm... Oh, and then, so... One thing that I want to preface you is that a lot of people can get a jump on their mental illness by recognizing what triggers an episode, whether it's like a post-traumatic stress disorder episode, PTSD episode, or a bipolar manic episode, which is something that I have both experienced, um, unfortunately. But with the manic episode, the lack of sleep sneaks up on you because you just think it's a regular night, but... It'd be like a Monday night and it's 9.59 and you know you got to be up at 4.30 to take a shower, to look good, to drive to work. You know you got to get gas. I'll be up until like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And then like have all this energy and, and like it's the equivalent of staying up all night for the first time when you were a kid. You know, all those butterflies that you had. Like, ooh, I'm staying up all night. And then you're like, one little monkey jumping on the bed. Two little monkeys jumping on the bed. It's like 
imagine just being on your phone all night, like on YouTube, on just fixated on something distracting. That's how I know I'm getting manic. And like what triggers my manias are worldwide events. Everyone's different. Everyone's different when it comes to their triggers. For some reason, I don't know why mine is worldwide events. So when COVID hit, my first, not my first, I don't think it was my first, I couldn't be my first mania, but like my first psychotic break um, that was like first severe psychotic break um, there was a mania that preceded it and it was a lot of lack of sleep and after the trigger of COVID, it was like a domino effect. Um, it was like timeline, December 2019. One of my favorite YouTubers, Lovely T. Sorry, I'm, if I sound like I'm pausing, it's because I'm trying not to sound like I'm yawning. You guys, I've been going hard on the podcast. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm here to bring you content and like this stuff is very important this stuff is very no one gets to dissect this stuff in a way that makes sense to real life I mean I mean I'm not saying no one gets to I'm saying no one has in my opinion in an effective way such as I have in this podcast so far I just don't I don't see it I don't hear it Excuse me. No one's as cool as me. We already listened to this song and like two days ago. So the lack of sleep and the triggers of worldwide events is what tells me that a mania is coming. So what I do now that I have experienced a worldwide event, a mania following that worldwide event, and a psychotic break from not treating that mania because I didn't know better. And that's okay. That's okay. I had a trigger that I wasn't aware of. It set things off in my brain. I had a... And since I wasn't aware, I didn't wasn't aware that I had a cut in my brain. See, mental illness is like having a cut in your brain and you don't even know. So I knew I was bipolar, but due to lack of research because of stigma, because of fear and stigma, I knew I had bipolar disorder, but I just didn't do research on my own. And I don't think my mom did either. Until something was really wrong with me. Because like. You guys growing up. There was a thing on the playground. Where people would say. Oh she's so bipolar. I mean not like me. Because I didn't know I was bipolar yet. But like as early as like. Kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. Like kids in the playground would. 
like being called bipolar was like being called a bitch or like being called fat like that bitch is bipolar or she's so bipolar i can't fucking stand her she's so bipolar i hate her she's bipolar like there's just so many like variations of like bipolar hate And that, honestly, that was the root of me not wanting to research, me not wanting to accept for a long time. This is, I've been only almost three years, I've barely accepting that I have bipolar disorder. And I've been diagnosed since I was 14, but like, I just, I've kind of just been coasting by, like, I think all my manias, I wrote them off as just me being a kid me being in college me being on drugs i didn't attribute my weird patterns of behavior towards an actual mental illness until the psychotic break in the psychotic break it was clear that i wasn't in reality anymore My social media posts were bizarre and frightening and concerning and people were so concerned. People were reaching out and my diet was just coffee and donuts, like just like very bad food. Very stimulating food. A lot of drugs. Because when you're manic, you guys, you feel very unstoppable. When you're, like, I said this before, but have you guys seen that movie, The Mask, with Jim Carrey? You know how, like, when he doesn't have the mask on, he feels like a loser and he feels depressed and he's, like, constantly rushing through life with his dog and he can't get the girl he wants. But as soon as he puts that mask on, he's, like, all active and spinning around, acting like a maniac and stealing things. And that's a good analogy for bipolar disorder and imagine the mask is bipolar disorder personified when that thing invades you when that when you put that mask on your judgment is impaired you you're you're a danger to yourself and to others to your finances, to your sexual health. Like, the most riskiest sex I've ever had was on manias. And, like, very risky, very risky sex. Like, the type of sex where you can, like, get a disease.
And that's why it's important to or get pregnant or and then that's why it's important to be proactive about your triggers and to try to identify your triggers and to 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 figure out your own patterns of bad behavior. Once you can get on top of your patterns of bad behavior, you can begin to make changes. You can begin to start putting one foot in front of the other and say, okay, this day is going to be different because yesterday I did that and I recognized that and I'm going to do something different when it comes up again today. And you get to be proactive. You expect that moment to come, whatever moment it is where you make the choice to make a bad decision in a manic state. And you're able to prevent yourself from doing things. Like, I like to call manic proof, manic baby proof my home. Like, I clean it because it, well, it's not clean right now, but like, because it's not clean, I feel out of place. I feel out of touch. Like, I notice when I'm manic, I'll start pacing around the house. It's fun to watch, um, but I'll start pacing around the house. Like, oh my God, oh my God. And then it's because the house is dirty. That's why I'm pacing. It's like my, if my environment, my outer, outer environment is off, then the whole thing is off. My whole life is off, basically. My spending just goes up and up and up and I my my sense of recklessness just is out of this world. Completely out of this world. The thing that really boggles me down about manic manias and manic symptoms is the sense of grandiose, the self-sense of, the grandiose sense of self. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there are times where I get really cocky in my Instagram stories. It's because I have a grandiose sense of self. And how I can best explain it is, is, is like being conceited, doing things to make yourself look better on purpose and showing it off like false lashes, makeup, tight clothing, angles, filters, you know, like adding like music to the posts or whatever, having a sexy looking face. Doing things that are suggest- what you know what I mean. You guys have seen my Instagram stories, but it's just like the way I come across at times when I am manic, when I'm posting selfies, is very grandiose. And if you read my Twitter, if you want, okay, if you want to, if you want to know what a maniac thinks how a maniac thinks go to my twitter 
at MD Minky Pop Art. I did own MDMNQ. That was my original Twitter, but I got, I doxed someone. I doxed myself because I was manic. And I'll never get it back. Maybe I will because Elon Musk is coming back. But I'll have to wait. Imagine I get real tight with Elon Musk. So the grandiose sense of self, I think it comes out in like, like I buy clothes that don't fit, like, because I tell myself that I can fit it or like I will fit it one day. That's, I think that ties apart in a grandiose sense of self. I think me spending beyond my means is a grandiose sense of self symptom that happens when I'm manic. I think overall shopping is a grandiose sense of self because when I do shop, when I'm manic, I feel like I am better than other people in a way. I feel like I'm trying to be better than who I was when I was poor. I feel like there's a version of me who's still bankrupt in my mind. And I think that's manifesting in my bank account with negative balances because I'm bankrupting myself unnecessarily. You guys, it's not like I can't afford to pay my bills because I don't have enough hours or something. It's I can't afford to pay my bills because I'm going to Ross. It's I can't afford to pay my bills because I'd rather have mom replenish my account, which she didn't do, thank God, because I need to learn. She told me, she was like, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to fix it. Well, she didn't say fix it, she said fix that. So boom, I turned around and I started selling prints. Which I did. Thank you, Tia. And thank you, Alex, for buying print. I know you guys are listening. But, like, I just... Oh, hell yeah. Just as I pack a bowl. Hold on real quick. Let's jam. This song is called Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath. And it's about weed. (coughs) You guys should light up too. kind of touched on was like the risky sex when you're manic you're like really horny 
and you kind of spread yourself thin. I know I have. I'm not proud of it. I'm not trying to like smile at it. I'm really disgusted with my sexual behavior in, in the recent past. I feel like, I feel like a lot of women, listen, I might go viral for saying this, but I'm just speaking from personal experience. I feel like a lot of women are, whether they know it or not, have mental illness going on when they have their whole phase. I feel like the whole phase is a sign of mental illness. I feel it's a symptom of something. Having a whole phase isn't normal. Having turn, all of a sudden, like fucking ten guys in a day, which I've been guilty of, like you know. And um, I'm not trying to judge people. I'm just trying to state facts. Like having risky sex is not normal. It's not. I'd be a liar if I were to come on here, talk about manias and manic symptoms, and not talk about the sex. The, I guess the better word for it is promiscuity. But yeah, having a hoe phase isn't normal. I had a hoe phase. I had a real hoe phase. A real hoe. I was a real hoe. But like... It's not normal, bro. It's not. That shit ain't cute, bro. That whole... That whole... Every woman needs their hoe... No, you don't. No, you don't. No, And I need for every woman on the internet to stop speaking for every woman. This oh every no no I'm every woman no rest in peace Whitney in hindsight. Me sleeping with that 21-year-old was obviously while I was manic. And the thing about mania is, too, you guys, they can last a long time. You don't know how long they're going to last. They can last two hours, two days, two weeks, two months, four months. You know, at first, it's kind of fun. After a while, you're like, can we stop? Can we go back to being depressed? And that's the other side of the coin. And this is what being bipolar, unfortunately, is all about, is the crash. The crash. I'm not sure what exactly is going on. I don't think it's as simple as... I'm producing a lot of serotonin because I think there's a lot of physiological responses. I think there's a lot of um, responses in the endocrine system having to do with my thyroid. Um, 
secreting maybe certain hormones that are causing me extra adrenaline to stay up at night. Extra energy. Um, I think it's not as simple as, oh, my, my brain is producing more serotonin. I don't think it's as black and white as that. I, I think it's a lot more complex. And I would love to open up the conversation. I'd love to open up the table of the Man and Candace podcast to professionals. To young professionals, to professionals in training, to share their insight, to share their information. Because I, I am a patient. <clears throat> I'm a patient who has been, a, who's been, whether it's their own acumen, maybe acumen is not the right word, whether it's been their own will or not. At this point in the past two and a half years, it has been my own will. Um. But before that, my mother was the biggest advocate for my mental health because I didn't care enough about myself to do so. This song is called Rat Salad by Black Sabbath. Okay, we're gonna have to listen to this whole thing. This song is awesome. It's Susie and the Banshees called Spellbound. From the cradle bars comes a beckoning voice to send spinning. You have no choice. Such a cool band. Okay, before I get too tribal. It reminds me of Jack Black from Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Why did I say Destiny? The Pick of Destiny. Okay, sorry, I had to I had to let you guys get a taste of it. Um, sorry, I'm like distracted by the video. I'm just gonna put that down for a second. Because we're almost at the end of the episode here. Just give me a few minutes. Spellbound. Sometimes I feel spellbound. Okay, you see how I like go back and forth and I'm just like all over the place and I'm easily distracted? That's part of being manic as well. Maybe not so, like, severe. But to, like, a certain extent. And, like, um, I feel like another thing with me, with in my mania, is I'm a little extra bold. Like, how do I explain that? Like... I feel like I'm a little overconfident, and that's something that I like, I've accepted, and I, I think that ties back into the grandiose sense of self. I've accepted it. I've accepted that I'm gonna make myself look stupid from time to time. I've accepted that that's part of my manic symptoms that I may come across looking dumb, and I know that I'm coming across as if I'm blaming every 
single one of my actions on my bipolar disorder, but it's kind of the point. I have a behavioral... I have a mental... I have a mental condition that affects my behavior and judgment. (laughs) And my ability to think clearly. This is from the Mayo Clinic. Everyone, I just want to thank you tonight. I'm recording at night right now. But I just want to thank you for your continuation of your support. A lot of you are repeated listeners. A lot of you are climbing the charts in different cities. It's like a battle of the cities. It's like, oh my gosh, Chicago. Oh my gosh, San Jose. Oh my gosh. Washington, oh my gosh, Goodyear, and then Phoenix, and it's just like, I couldn't be any more grateful. I could not be any more grateful. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Grandma, take me home. Before I bid you guys adieu, hop on to patreon.com slash podcast and pledge your pledge. Whatever that may be, a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars. Pledge that pledge, pledge that pledge, pledge that pledge. Keep in mind that it goes monthly, so I recommend a dollar. You won't miss it. I'm just kidding. Some, some, some of you might miss it. Friday, hey, it's Friday night, I'm headed to the club, my girl's by my side, let's party, it's Friday night, we're ready to get drunk, something, 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 let's do it, let me play that song, hold on. It's like a... I don't know who sings it. I just know it's called It's Friday Night. Is it even on here? It's Friday Night Chola Song. It's called... It's by Flakis. Yes! Hell yeah. I'm a no G, baby. 
Well, good night, good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever you're listening. I bid you adieu. Thanks for listening to the Mary Cannons Podcast. Bye-bye. It's Friday night. I'm headed to the club. My girl's by my side. Let's party. Get drunk. Let's do it.